welcome back to the Lawali Life podcast. I'm going to be doing a new thing this season where in between every amazing guest that I bring you, I'm going to give you a shorter little episode that reflects upon my favorite moments with them, replaying some of their best comments and just giving you some of my own thoughts on the topics we shared because a lot of the time I go away, I have these amazing conversations with these incredible people that I'm so, feel so lucky to be able to do. And I go away and I think about some of the stuff they said and I either think, oh, I wish I'd said that or I'd love to have talked about that in a little bit more depth. So this is what these little episodes are going to be, just delving back into the amazing insights of those incredible people and giving you some insights of my own. So I hope you enjoy. So the first guest I had last week for season two was, of course, the amazing Mo Gaudat. And for those of you that haven't listened to Mo's episode already, I really, really would encourage you to go back and listen to him because, oh my God, he is so full of wisdom and insights. It's incredible. He's such an amazing human to talk to because he's very, very, very clever, as we can all imagine. Um, He used to run Google X and has an extremely, extremely high IQ, but has this matched emotional intelligence to go with it this wisdom and empathy and it just makes for a really really interesting interesting conversation and the one thing that really came up for me in this conversation was talking about our need to control as humans and I'd love to share a bit about that first with you Mo says he's a retired control freak and that's where we got onto the topic he says that in his book And we talk about how much our need for control does cause our suffering, does cause us stress, does cause us worry. When your expectations from life are expectations of control, good luck. You're constantly miserable, right? If if you're expecting that my wonderful, wonderful wife who's doing a million other things is going to also focus on a spreadsheet uh, that is going to help her, uh, uh, you know, wash at 7.30, not at 7, uh, big load, not a small load, you know, that's, that's a stupid expectation. And so all of the effort I'm putting in tires me out, and all of the disappointment makes me unhappy. And this is what we're experiencing in COVID-19. Hmm? Because, because, you know, I, I believe the three biggest illusions that affect us in COVID-19 is the illusion of control, the illusion of knowledge, and the illusion of fear, right? And, and, and the idea of control is that for some reason, for some reason, we humanity thought that we've conquered everything, that we can take charge of anything and nothing is going to upset our plans to go to the, to go to the pub. Right? Like, seriously? I mean, when did you get that impression? I mean, viruses exist and they will continue to exist and they will show up every now and then and markets will crash and they will always crash. And, you know, it, it will happen every now and then. And, you know, and, and, and somehow you have to be, to be prepared that life is going to get out of control. Like a video game occasionally gets very difficult. Otherwise, it's boring like hell, right? And, and, and can, we, can we accept that and do what we're supposed to do, which is to attempt to make the, situ- the best of a situation despite the fact that it's constantly, constantly out of control? So I loved this idea and thought, obviously, of accepting a situation because that's all part of it, isn't it? Accepting what is instead of trying to control it. And I wanted to share with you 
a story of my own around this, which is what I can only call my sort of extreme initiation into the act of surrender <laughs> instead of trying to control. And it was such a big lesson as in the way that it was shown to me that I had to really, really look at it and accept it. And it's something I was reflecting on after listening to this episode about how that was how I learned really about how control can really cause us so much, so much harm internally. And this was the story of it for me. So as most of you who've listened to the podcast will know, I lost my dad just over a year ago to stress-related illness, um, which was a burst stomach ulcer that caused internal complications. But before that, my dad was diagnosed. We, we found that he had cancer again um, about three years before that or four years before that. So two days after my sister's funeral, my dad was sadly rushed to hospital because he had a, he had a deep vein, you know, blood clot. And so he got rushed to hospital, and when you have a blood clot, they scan your whole body to check if it's moving, where it's gone. And so they scanned his whole body for this clot, and they found that he had some tumours again. My dad had had cancer when I was three before and recovered really well. We had a lot of cancer in our family. Um, that's what we lost my sister to. And obviously this news was so shocking to us because it was just after we'd lost Suzanne. It was... Um, not anything anyone wanted to have to think about, deal with again, and that obviously included my dad. So my dad was in his 70s at this point, and he had just had enough in general. He was, he had bad depression, he'd lost, um, he'd had a lot of stress in business, had, businesses had gone into administration and had some horrible things happen in his personal life, and then had just devastatingly lost his eldest child. So he really was just not in the mood to want to have to sit in a hospital for months to try and fix something that he didn't really have the capacity to fix in terms of his mentality towards it. So he was saying, you know, I just, I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, they're not going to grow. I just want to go home, like, enough's enough kind of thing. So he did. And I spent... I mean, it must have been the better part of one year being that annoying, annoying daughter, calling him up every day because I was in London, he was in Yorkshire, calling him up every day saying, you know, have you got this result yet? Are you going to do this test yet? What are we going to do about this? When are you going to go see this doctor? Trying to control every single little bit, every outcome towards his decisions, his personal decisions towards his health, what he wanted to do with his body, his life, trying to control the outcome of how we could handle it and what we could do. And I caused myself so much stress and anxiety. I mean, really a lot. I thought about it every day. I tried to do something about it every day by trying to change his choices every day. And of course, my, my dad, I could hear his voice sort of weary every time he picked up the phone and I was still talking about this, just being like, oh, just stop, you know, enough's enough. And it started to, you know, I realised that it started to not cause a rift in our relationship because my dad and I were always so close. Um, but it started to grate on it and caused me so much, like I said, internal stress and caused him even more stress because at the end of the day, it was his decision. And I know a lot of you may think, listen to this and think, well, of course you would do that. Of course I would do that with my dad. And it's a natural instinct, you know, as a family member. But this was the lesson in it because my dad turned out to be completely right. So 
we didn't lose him to cancer. They didn't grow quickly at all. When he was in hospital um, at the end for his stomach ulcer, in intensive care, they had to scan him all again when something had gone wrong and they came out looking really worried, thinking, God, this family member, we've now got to tell them he has cancer because they obviously don't know. And, you know, they came out and said, do you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, don't worry. You know, we do, we do actually know. Carry on. And they hadn't really grown at all because they updated us on that three years later. And dad was completely right. You know, that wasn't what we lost him to. Had he taken his decision or done what I wanted, he could have been a hospital miserable for a long time before that with harsh treatments and a really tiring, horrible time and end to his life because he was a certain age. This isn't like the middle of his life. You know, he was in his late 70s and he was 80 when we lost him. So I had to learn, you know, one day I was thinking, oh, I'm trying to control this. I need him to do this. I need to have to change this. And then I realized how much it was causing a problem in our relationship, how much time I was wasting on it, how much it was causing me stress. And I just decided one day to surrender to it and to, as hard as it was, and I'm not saying this was easy, this was extremely hard, to let it go. To one day just let it go and say, you know what, these are your decisions. I just want to enjoy whatever time I have with you. And that really changed our relationship for the last few years I had with him in the best way possible. And I guess the lesson for me in this was that because he was completely right, with it all, had I spent those last few years still trying to control it, I would have lost the magic within the time that we had. I would have wasted that time on this controlling need, on this stress, on this, you know, conflict, as opposed to just letting it be, letting it go and enjoying what time I had with him. And I'm so, so glad I did. And this is such obviously a it's a big example, but that's why I say this was a massive initiation for me <laughs> to the act of surrender. Um, and it was obviously a lesson I really needed to learn. And this was one of the greatest ways it could be shown to me. But this is the whole point, isn't it? Our acceptance is what allows us to let go of control, accepting what is in front of us, realizing that we can't control it or change it, but that we can accept it. And the one thing that we have control over is our response. So how are you going to respond to that situation? How are you going to change your reaction into a response so that you don't get more stressed about something, so you don't step into just fearing and worrying about the same thing over again, trying to control, trying to control every little outcome? How do you step into that place of peace and acceptance and surrender and just say, you know what, I need to chill. What good is this doing me? What good is this doing those around me? And the other part of it comes down to actually just having faith, having faith in something that a power that's greater than you is in charge and that actually has the capacity to give the highest good for everyone involved. And if we just let go and realise what was actually in control is so much greater, so much wiser than anything our human minds could try to fathom and sort out for ourselves in these situations and let it unfold in the natural way, in the natural order that it's meant to, whilst giving ourselves that space, that calmness, that acceptance, then life would be a lot, lot easier. 
and it's it's an ongoing process every day it's something you really have to try to do to chill to chill 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 as Mo said which you'll hear now in this clip constant like push and pull we'd be a lot happier if we just yeah let go of it all chill, like you say chill chill <laughs> chill i swear to you so for many of my friends who are also like me control freaks you know they come to me every now and then and they give me a very long talk about something that's going wrong in their life and then i answer and i say look i have one word for you chill seriously chill life is not worth it 99 of the things we obsess about and that is the truth isn't it 99% of the things we do obsess about are completely irrelevant and I know my story I gave you today wasn't one of those irrelevant ones this is more of an extreme example of why we need to surrender sometimes but the reality is is that in the simplicity of it all we actually need to do is just let go see what unfolds in front of us do what we can towards the situation and choose our response emotionally and as Mo said just chill my next guest on the podcast is the incredible Anna Grace Taylor who is a spiritual mentor teacher healer angel therapist author she has cerebral palsy and talks about her story around that and she's just such an inspiring human being and I really think you're going to enjoy her insights and wisdom I will see you then in the meantime stay chilled and have an amazing rest of the week